on this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. We solve the mystery of the women's bathroom. It's goblins. And a new beauty tip. Try ectoplasm peel away mask. Helps to get ghostly glow. Also, what the hell happened in El Paso? <laughs> and apparently we all need a reminder. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Let's do this. Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. I'm Liz. Hey. Hey, and this week we're going to talk about season four, episode 13, after school special. All right. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. What are you doing? What's um, going on over there in the, um, big, the big D? Uh, oh. Well, I guess I have two updates since we've spoken to our audience last is that um, high contrast of things I've done over the last few days is I went and saw Mean Girls, the Broadway musical, which was super fucking adorable. And I'm really glad I went and saw it and I enjoyed it. And I feel, I feel like fitting for this week's episode, you know, it high is. school, so high school. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm getting some synchronicity here. Yeah. 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 That's really good. Cool. So was it fetch? It was so fetch. So fetch. I even got a hat that said fetch. <laughs> so you did. And you look, you look amazing in it. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, no, love, it was really everyone good. Loves a, everyone loves a trucker hat. It's a trucker hat, guys. It's pretty good. It's a good flat bill. And beyond, what did you do last night? Well, mm. hold on. I'm not there. Then, oh. we went to, then, I, went to, then I went to Scarborough Fair and oh, I got that's right. a picture with a unicorn. You did. Um, and we took my niece and the whole fam. So uh, yeah, it was a good did outing. Did you see jousting? I actually did not. Um, we saw mermaids. We saw unicorns. We saw horses and, and other animals. They had a human hamster wheel snow cone stand. So if you wanted a snow cone, you ran in the hamster wheel to make your own snow cone, which my niece did, which was great because she's fucking eight. And then my dad decided he wanted to do to prove to all of us that he could. Uh, and he did. We are all very grateful that I didn't have to use he, the, like we could use the footage for celebratory reasons that he did it as opposed to showing to the hospital as to what happened. Or the insurance company, <laughs> yeah. like, no, like this was, this is an accident. I don't, her, and, and her father, well, he's, he he's is, really good right now, but he's, he's, he's really had some good, health problems. He, he's recovered from not too far in the past. And so maybe Bob <laughs> don't get on the hamster wheel. That's just what I'm saying. Okay. Um, I, and then I, uh, hope, yeah. I hope Bob listens to this one day. <laughs> I love you. I'm, yeah. He, he, he is great. He has amazing stories. I'm very glad that you did not have. He did not die in a hamster wheel, but that would have been a fucking awesome epitaph or something. Right? right? Like, yeah, he, he went he out like he came in. <laughs> something. On a hamster wheel. Uh, right? Uh, no, it was it was pretty funny. And then um, we, uh, you know, we just bopped around, did some shopping and watched the Birds of Prey show where we got to see owls and other cool like birds. Most of the At owls least that owl birds. show actually had owls. It had two owls. Oh, yeah. three owls. Yeah, I know. 
So that was good. And then what Liz was referring to um, last night at uh, uh, in Dallas was um, a special show. It was the Boulay Brothers Dragula season four tour. And so I, uh, I did not get to go to all of it, but I did get to attend for a little while. And uh, it was um, every bit as over the top as one could hope. Yeah, I, I'm, I am disappointed that you did not bring me back some I, what I, I assumed I figured that the Boulay brothers, like they would give you blood instead of a handshake. I just think that's what they would do. And I really wanted her to bring me some blood home from them. And like a vial of blood, I'm um, sorry. I know. I did get you something though. Okay. So very good. I did get you something. It, it is not blood. I'm just going to okay. go ahead and ruin that it's now. Not, it's not a biohazard. <laughs> it's not a biohazard, okay. but I, I couldn't, I All couldn't right. not get you something from the Boulay brothers drag right. show. Uh, is it the Boulay brothers? Are it is tied, not. No, are they tied up in Duchess right now? I mean, they would look really good in Duchess. Like she said, this video of them, like with like these giant, well, the headpieces would not fit in there, but their headpieces were no. fucking spectacular. Yeah, it was. I was like, Liz and I would look so great in that outfit. <laughs> I literally thought we to myself, to I was sending that. you, like, I was sending when, her like, videos. I was like, oh, there we go. Doing like matching, just like crazy over the top stuff. Fun. That would yeah. be fun. Yeah. Someday. Someday. How about you? What have you been up to? getting borked over by the zoo god damn austin zoo i do love you i am i will continue to support you and donate money to you and be a member however they were bringing animal ambassadors to suds monkey brewery on friday which has really good pizza and really fucking good beer their beer is so good they just got like a couple of new like irish reds in and i'm like they're it's like one of my favorite beers i'm like oh they're so good and they have like an english brown delicious but anyways so so I'm like, fuck yeah, beer, pizza, animals. animals. Bring on animals. Motherfuckers like had snakes. They had like four different kinds of snakes. They had a tarantula. They had a bigger lizard that wasn't like a small gecko, like bigger than that, like a skeet or something. I don't know what they're called, but it was fine. And they had like a, Is it a iguana. Is that what it a was? skink? A skink. Yeah, they had a skink. And then they had like like a monitor or something like that. So I'm like, no fuzzies. No fuzzies. Except the only fuzzy thing was the tarantula. That doesn't count. And it does not count. And I'm like, what the fuck? You said animal ambassadors. You did not say reptile ambassadors. And or creepy crawly ambassadors. Yeah, I'm a fan of all of those things, but come on, like an owl, like Diana got an owl. Why couldn't I get an owl? Like that's um, not, there was some big fluffy dogs there. So the dogs that, that was, they were on point. There were some good floofy boys. Okay. They were well-behaved. Well, there was a couple of dog fights, but whatever that was inside. Weird. There was a a solo musician who I will not comment notice. on. Yep. Move on. Um, and um, but yeah, I was just very very sad because I really was like, yeah, I could use a bunny, or like you know, like I know it was hot out, guys, but like it's Texas, like yeah. bring a fox. There are there are fluffy like, animals that bring an can handle the heat. Dillo. An armadillo. That, they're not even fluffy, been, and I will take an armadillo any day. Hey, I would have totally taken an armadillo. Like I can go get Bert and bring him over there and be like, see, he's amazing. Bert, but Bert's yeah. her backyard armadillo in case you didn't know. No. There you go. But uh, so anyways, that was Friday. 
um saturday uh went up and got my hair did and then uh ran by the witch shop and got some new books and i was it's always exciting when you get new books and went to my parents house and i watched the jungle cruise with my mother um i watched that yeah you haven't watched it it's really cute it's on disney plus um it's the rock it's it is a good movie to watch with your mother it's entertaining enough it's not sappy yeah no one there's no penises being shown you know like not like my mom like my mom doesn't care but at the same time like i don't want to watch somebody getting fucked in front of my parents like it's just not no matter how old you are no thank you and you know also you know she's at the age where all they do is what like i say they my dad just reads a book and doesn't pay attention but uh my mom just watches like ncis like all the time because it's always on right? right like I don't think that show goes off air. I think it's on three or four channels. Dave, Dave found a couple. Babe found a couple of like the channels through like the. I don't know what he's. It's either on like the through the Fire Stick or just like one of the satellite ones or whatever. Not the satellite, like the um, the antenna ones. And there's like a full on like Walker Texas Ranger channel and a MacGyver channel, like completely separate channels. That's all they show all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exists. Well, unlike Peacock, you can watch like um, botched all the time, which I have oh, gone yeah. through like some botched marathons. Uh, I think they have like Real Housewives playing probably all of oh. them just like nonstop and a constant loop. Like it's- I don't watch that, but I think they're doing a Real Housewives of Dubai or something. And I'm like, okay, would watch. You might have me there. Well, because I mean, if that's like, look at my 20,000 planes and then yeah. like the Real Housewives of Atlanta are like, damn, you know, I and know. then like I get the, bar just, fight. the, the like, Beverly Hills ones are like, oh man, kind of poor, you know, yeah, like if I could see their disappointed faces, like looking, can I like watch them watching react. that? Do you I, need yeah. a react video from the I other Housewives? <laughs> yes, that, that's what I, that's what I would watch. Yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, so there was that. And then. I don't know what else. I think I, I think beyond that, I've just been stuck. My head stuck in books and being mm-hmm. on call and shit. So or whatever. But yeah, it's. I think it's time for Let's us do to it. delve in. We gotta talk about the after school special. I feel yeah, like I'm just gonna go ahead and preface this a little bit. I'm. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that, well, that many people that would listen to this show or be into subcultural things like we are probably didn't always have the greatest experience in school. So (laughs) then like junior high, especially into high school. So there's like some weird like layers in this episode about that. And so I was kind of like, it was, it was kind of a, it was a, it was an interesting little roller coaster. So I'll let Liz give her background Mm -hmm. on it. (laughs) <laughs> roller coaster yeah so this was season four episode 13 so we're about halfway through and this was first aired january 29th 2009 uh it was directed by adam kane so he this is the only episode of supernatural that he does he's an american cinematographer film director television director and producer um so he did this pushing daisies the mentalist being human i thought this was interesting because i was going down so many rabbit holes this week um 
I was looking at his stuff on IMDb and I was, he was like, oh, he was born in Burbank. And I was like, wow, like he's really Californian. And then I kind of looked and it was like, I saw like a, his dad was dot, dot, dot. And his dad is uh, Artie Kane, who has pretty much conducted the music for like every film you've ever seen, like with the having huh. a great score, like, you know, Mission Impossible, like all of this thing. So he yeah, grew I up, the name even off. Yeah. I said that and I'm like, I know heard that name. And I'm not, yeah. and I'm not a person that would know those kind of things like yeah. ever, like that is that well known. Yeah, he's that well known. And so, I mean, I can, I can kind of see that in this episode. Like, I don't know, like much, you know, like it's a weird thing. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I can kind of see like someone who grew up like around, like around music and stuff. Like, I don't know. It kind of made sense to me. Anyways. Um, so this was written by Daniel Laughlin and Andrew Dobb. And we last saw them um, this season with yellow fever and one interesting side bit. Uh, so from the supernatural companion, Jensen Ackles recalls confronting one of the writers about that costume. Oh, what costume could they be talking about, Diana? I don't know. And he is like, this was the first time I met writer Don Laughlin, who's new this season. I was in LA and he pulled me aside and he said, you know, I feel like I owe you an apology. And I'm like, why is that? And he's like, because I think of these things to do to Dean and I forget sometimes there's actually a grown man having to do these things. And he's like, yeah, thanks a lot. I got your number. Chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. I'm always up for comedy, which sounds like the most scripted thing ever, but I do think it's funny. Like just be like, the first time you met him was just like oh man like i'm sorry like i'm just sorry about what i wrote like <laughs> i didn't even think about that like my apologies my apologies all right um so one thing you know i'm gonna save that because we'll, we'll get to the minute. so let's just just jump into where we are we're gonna start off with jump in to the high school oh wait diana's cracking something oh so i cracked my i cracked my lone star light for this one you ready all oh, right she, she's she's getting high school she's back in high school and drinking lone star light oh, and hey wait now I, 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 am, I didn't have that good a taste back then i should plug that i am drinking high cider Ooh, um yum. because mainly because their bottles are gigantic and i wanted to free up my space in my fridge so if you want gigantic cider um go to high cider and get some high styling and uh, they even have a classic car in the front of it that kind of yeah it's a cadillac i was about to say it's about yeah no it's caddy um but this is the original drive for the cool cats yeah cool cats cats. but we're not going to be start with the cool cats in this episode we're starting with the plastics that's what they are these are the fucking plastics and that's what i was thinking about the second that we got to started the scene with the cheerleaders personally i don't yeah like that is regina george that is Regina George. She, she is Regina George, but also just a cheerleader. So the plastics I like know, weren't cheerleaders. Like they that's you, true. That's yeah. true. They were too cool. They were too cool to be cheerleaders. Too cool to do that shit. But but this chick was totally Regina George, in my opinion. So and uh Regina George is talking shit, um, calling another girl a, a slut, talking about how she was, I don't know, like uh doing reverse cowgirl on some dude and the girls tries this brunette walks up while they're talking shit about her and i'm like it's gretchen wainers but it's not um and it's uh, not and, and but really i mean like this whole exchange because she's like you know she's like she gave him the reverse cowgirl and everything i mean that's just lame like one like if it she is. gave him like a dirty sanchez or something i can that's understand calling yeah. that out i yeah. would say that but like what you're 16 everybody's fucking somebody and oh my god she fucked 
fucked him backwards. Oh, like, yeah. oh no. Right. Like uh, it's not then, like, like that, like, I mean, obviously 16 year olds pro- should probably not be having sex. That's a different conversation, but they are. So it doesn't matter. And, but the, the position in which you sit while having intercourse is probably not the most scandalous fucking thing that could be going on here. No, it's no. bizarre. And of course we're like, this is high school in, you know, 2009 mm-hmm. and it's probably nothing compared to what is being said at that Got table you. right now with all the right. kids and the polyamorous relationships, oh but, um, not, so, not, not, not shaming any polys. I love you guys. All right. So, all right. Lot. So she tries to, so the brunette tries to sit down and they tell her it's a skis free zone. So she goes and sits with the cliche quote unquote nerdy ish girl. Is that a fair statement? I don't know how else. Like they're trying to, they're trying to give she's, like a, gen- I mean, she, a generic, she's not, not popular chick. That's yeah, the, no. the, that's well, what they're trying to. Just, I mean, just there's a reason that Dean calls her very, maybe makes me mad. He calls her Martha later. Dump Truck later. Yeah, later. Mm-hmm. And that if you are not familiar with Martha Dump Truck, I can't, I just can't, mm-hmm. Diana. Okay, go on, go on, go on. So I can't, the brunette that got picked on sits with this chick and the, the, the less traditionally attractive girl, I don't know. And she, the girl sitting there, she's like, trying to be nice. I'm like, sorry, sorry, they're mean to you. And she's like, uh, don't be sorry for me. You're a, just a fat, ugly pig. And so that was really fucking rude to this girl that yeah. was being nice to yeah, her. Yeah, fuck that girl. Yep, I, I, I no longer, I was like, yeah, you're gonna take your shit out on this poor girl. Oh, yeah. that's top class act, class act. Yeah. All right, so now we're gonna go to what is supposedly a girl's bathroom, but it's not a girl's bathroom. No, that bathroom weird. was so fucking clean. Like girls' bathrooms are disgusting. disgusting. They that thing would have been like the toilet that ends up in there. That would have been had shit all over it. Like there Ugh. would have been toilet paper like stuck everywhere. The like maxi pad on the floor. Like the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, no. Like within like not five even a tampon. Of- a fucking maxi pad on the floor. That's how you find there. Seriously. Yeah, within five minutes of the school opening, and nobody knows. Like you never see the women i never once have seen the woman making this mess mm-hmm. i mean but clearly they exist because it yeah. happens like or they're like little gnomes are there little like bathroom yeah, gnomes bathroom and girls gnomes? Bath- bathroom, and, bathroom, like, bathroom goblins bathroom goblins. Goblins. goblins yeah oh That's my god is. anyways okay so okay. um so now, the, now, now the brunette's me- sad because she was mean to the girl that was nice to her and everybody's making fun of her yep Sucks to be you, Taylor. Fuck but it's off, also, Taylor. this is also suddenly she's in a different outfit. So this is like a completely it's different day. It's the next day. day. It's the next okay. day. And yep. so the quote unquote nerdy, whatever, I just didn't have a good descriptor. I'm sure that's what somebody like. Her name is April. Me. Just call her April. Oh, okay. Well, oh. oh yeah, we didn't get that till later. That's why it's not in my notes yet. Sorry. April kind of sneaks up on her and was like, you think I'm ugly? And the brunette apologizes to her. And so uh, April slams her face into the mirror, breaking the mirror, beats her face against the sink and says, I'm not ugly. And then like starts giving her a swirly. But no, it's not just a swirly. It's a swirly of death. It is a drowning swirly. She got a swirly of death. Yep. Yes, she did. And, you know. It's hilarious. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I know you should not. This is not the proper way to respond to police. However, it's also quite satisfying. So, um, yeah. And then she's crying black oily tears and says, "You're ugly." 
you're ugly and i'm just like well and i was like that's kind of rude but also i think that ectoplasm like when it's coming out of her eye it's kind of sticking there i'm like do you peel that off like a cucumber mask like is it satisfying that way like i was like oh i bet it's like those thick like charcoal ones or it's like you just had like a really big eye booger and she's just like pulling out like yeah like i'm sorry getting that eye that goo out of your eye probably felt pretty good i know all right so we're gonna go back also, like, I know, like, you probably didn't get to her in IMDb because I just kind of randomly, like, went off, like, I just saw her. Oh, uh, April? This is the, yeah, this is the only thing she ever did. Weird. Ever. I think that's why I, I, I looked and I didn't see anything else. Yeah, so I, I know, but it, I yeah. just think I, that's what I think that's kind of cool. Like, the only thing she ever did was this episode. That's kind of neat. Is. Anyways. That's interesting. Um, all right. So we go to, um, we cut to April and she is obviously in a mental institution of some kind. And she's telling, uh, Sam that she's already talked to the cops and the doctors. No one believes me. Uh, and Sam's like, well, I'm a little more open-minded. Uh, why did you say that you're possessed? And she's like, it doesn't matter. Uh, but then she said, when I hurt Taylor, I was there inside my head, but I couldn't control my body. And I wanted to stop. Yeah, just like when you drink a bunch of absinthe and like you know what your body is doing, like you can see it and like you, you don't know why you're doing it, but you're like, I'm still doing this. So you're just watching yourself, right? That's exactly what being totally. yeah, exactly. exactly. That's how she felt. I, I, like, I'm here with you, April. But <laughs> Sam's like, Well, your classmate said y'all didn't really long get along. She's like, Well, no, we didn't get along, but I didn't want to like kill her. That's a little different. And, um, and she's just really surprised that Sam believes her at all. And so Sam starts asking her real weird, awkward questions about, did you smell anything weird that day? Like sulfur or rotten eggs or see any black smoke? And so then she calls him crazy. Yeah. In all this time, how have you guys not come up with some like smoother way to be like, do you smell demon farts? Do you get cold? Like you have got to have worked out some sort of smoke go down your throat. Did you notice that? Like, you know, like there has to be like, (gasps) like something like, oh, were there any like chemical reactions? Like anything like a fire, like smoke, like, you know, do it like that, you know, where's, you know, did you smell anything like a gas leaking, you know, like sulfur, like, not just, they have no clever nonchalant way of having this conversation no no this you guys are terrible at this you're terrible oh anyways all right so, so we're gonna go back to our car yeah we're in baby and sam's like yeah i believe her and dean's like uh yeah the kids can be vicious um he is not fucking excited about going back to the school because the high school where this occurred they attended for about a month um back in 1997 and they sam has the cover idea of how they're gonna get into the school um i will say it's you notice the mascot for the school is the bombers yes yes yeah so when they pull up to the school does it look familiar to you did not it's mystic falls it's Mystic Falls High, which is even funnier what? for what was about to happen. But that is the same school as Mystic Falls. That, and that is from the Vampire Diaries, guys. Sorry, you know, obviously tangent and something else, but that they use the same exteriors for both of them. That's and this funny. was actually shot in a high school, which I think is just interesting. And so, like, the students would like go to class, and then when they would break and stuff, they would shoot, which I just think is kind of cool that this was in a real high school. So that's cool. 
And as they're pulling um, pulling up to school, we go to a flashback. Foreigners, <laughs> long, long way home is playing. And now we are at Truman High School in 1997. And we have teenage Dean and um, Sam uh, and little, little pre, little barely teen Sam, I guess, getting dropped off um, by dad. And Dean asks Sam, he says, lunch, his lunch, his books and his butterfly knife. <laughs> yep. You know, the things that you need for your first day of school, which, you know, the very, like, very, like, oh man, like you would get expelled if you had a butterfly knife in school and probably arrested. Yeah. Oh, even in the nineties, you would have been totally arrested. Like, yeah, I, I think in my high school, they would have arrested me. Well, we have like actual cops at our school. We did. Yeah. In the nineties, yeah, we did they, too. We have an yeah, on-campus officer, have, like a signed officer, one that's assigned to the campus at all times. Yeah, I think we have like four, six different. I, I, hi guys, miss you. We okay. had one long term. We <laughs> had one like long time one at our school. He was really awesome. Yes. Um. So Sam's pretty bummed though. This is where you find kind of like you get a little bit more. Like obviously we know that the brothers lived a really nomadic lifestyle with their dad growing up, and but Sam gives a little bit more context talking about it. it's the third school they've been to in a year and. It's only November. He's just really tired of being the new kid. That would really fucking be tough and really suck for a yeah. kid. Also, John, like, what the fuck? What is wrong with you? Why would you do that to it? Like, and I get there are some kids that are kind of army brats. And they move around. I have a lot of friends that did that where the parents weren't pulling them out of school like every two weeks. Like you no, can't like- you, you're usually there for like at least a year. You can't enroll in a school for two weeks. No. Like for the entire year. Like that's just not possible. Like the, the kids would get at some point CPS would have gotten involved. Like yeah. that's just not okay. Um, uh, John, find a fucking relative, give them to Bobby. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Sorry, John. You're or, or establish a home base that you come back to regularly where they're at. I don't know, like figure something out. It's just it's, weird. Yeah, it's just it's, it's bad. not it's not acceptable. It, it just uh, feeds it, it does it gives you a little bit more explanation on some of the dysfunction. But well, there we go. Yeah, yeah. So uh, dysfunction junction. This is the function. So we get to get some cute little kind of like this is Sam versus Dean and how they interact in their class introductions. Yes, because of course Dean's the cool tough guy and doesn't give a shit because he ain't gonna be there for long. Sam's kind of quiet and wants to sit by the nerdy kid and he's okay with it. Even though he drops his butterfly knife, another student sees it. And he thinks it's awesome. Yes. That's awesome, Sam. Mm-hmm. And Dean so, now like, I, sits next to a blonde. Who is speaking of what show did we just reference? Holy <laughs> shit. It is Candace King, aka Caroline Forbes from Vampire Diaries and Originals. Yay, Caroline, my favorite character. Woo! Love her. Yep. Love her. So she is making eyes at Dean already. What? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, and then in Sam's class, he gets to write an essay on a memorable family experience. And we all know this is going to go poorly for Sam. Probably. And interesting, I think, in the back of the wall, uh, the I, I didn't get what was in the back of Dean's wall, but I just, what was on the back of Sam's was interesting because it was all about the outsiders. The outsiders, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And one side was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then they had like the trials of the trial of Johnny Cade. And they had like, and that was like Ralph Macchio's character in the movie. Uh But if you would remember, like, I haven't read that book in so long and I probably, I want to reread it now. (laughs) But I don't think I ever read it. 
You never read it? Oh, I know so, most people do. Oh, I, my, my, my English years got messed up because I changed pro English programs too many times. So like, I literally missed one of the years of like a couple of years of what people normally take in Texas. I'm school. pretty sure I read that on my own. Oh, well, no, not surprising at all, but nope, I had to read the book. I wanted all. to read that book. All right. So, all right, we're going uh, so so we, we we to, already have, we already have an introduction step. of a bully at this point though, because we've got this kid flicking the, the so it was in Sam's class. Um, there is a, a, a larger boy, um, flicking the ear of the, of the boy that, that's, thought Sam's butterfly knife was really cool. And so now we've got the beginning of a setup of a bully scenario. And uh, the nerdy kid is like, my name is Barry. Barry. And then the bully calls uh, Sam a midget, which is hilarious. And it's also because, you know, it's the same kid who played Sam in a previous one when mm -hmm. he was much younger. But I think this is kind of like that thing is kind of how they explain that he's not, you know, did not grow up to be tall. Like Jared Padalecki, that there was a time before he had a growth spurt that he, he was really short. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So we cut back to modern times and we've got our, we've now, we know what our brother's cover is to get into the school. Sam is a janitor. And we noticed that it's the same teacher is still there from when Sam was a student that Sam had that assigned the, um, the essay. That's insane. We quickly cut though, to the much more important cover story in the gym. We have Dean Winchester as your stereotypical PE coach in the gym shorts. All right, so we go back to the modern times and we now know what their cover is at the high school. Sam is the janitor pushing his little cart down the hall past the same teacher's classroom that was his teacher that assigned the essay. Ooh, Ooh. still there. Interesting. And then we see Dean. In the dun, gym. Dun, dun. And we have what what could have been Dean's other life as a PE coach. The world's most glorious gym teacher. Now, supposedly this is modeled after uh, one of Jensen's former PE teachers. And that when the costumer presented him with the shorts, he asked for them to be made tighter. Well, they are so, tight. They are. So. They are very tight. And the, the sweatband's a little unnecessary, I'm just going to say. But. Yes. But although, you know, I was actually looking at sweatbands like this week and I was like, are there still a thing? Like when but I was the looking at this, like, doesn't need it. no, he doesn't, except that it completes his outfit. So, and yep, yeah, he's going to teach him the world's best game ever. <sighs> And uh, dodgeball, oh. and he pegs a kid in the stomach, which was also Jensen Ackles' idea. Shocking. That poor child. Shocking. Uh, yeah, dodgeball is awful, but it's also an important experience to have in life, I think. Yes. I mean, and the thing is, like, I was actually pretty good at it until know. the end. You know, at the end when was it gets like narrowed the, down, you're not good anymore. Yeah, like, there's like three people that I'm kind of done, but I mean, I'm, surprisingly have like hand-eye coordination for that type of thing and i'm little and so like eh, like i can just catch it like my hands like just cover up me because there's yeah, just, not I a have, lot of I have, just, I have distinct recollections of being like pegged by like mean girls 
I would have pegged you. Yeah. Oh, wait, that <gasps> sounds bad. Anyways, all right. Uh, so we find out that their normal teacher is off in Massachusetts and getting married because it's 1997. If nothing drives uh, that home, she had to go to Massachusetts to get married. Or maybe it's 2022. I don't know. Who knows what's happening? Oh, Anyways. It's not, it's, it, yeah, yeah. No, this is 2009, 2009, but still. 2009, no, sorry. But still. So, but still. Okay, that's funny. So, um, but like it's, He's enjoying this a little too much, though. Uh, and he tells Sam that the whistle makes me their god. I do love that line. The whistle makes me their god. But yep. uh, Sam hasn't found anything in the school. And uh, Dean's like, well, yeah, but we have to stay through lunch because it's Sloppy Joe's Day. Which, you know, we're always surprisingly pretty tasty. There's a couple items that I would have stuck around for, too. It's okay. I don't like judge the too really hard. shitty pizza. Like, why was why did I the enjoy square that pizza? Sh- the square pizza and then the, the taco day? Why See, I, those, I don't remember those being that good. Like the fried burritos. Those I mean, were granted, always excellent. I grew we up in San Antonio. Antonio so yeah, like, taco day was anything bad. that involved mashed potatoes, gravy and rolls. I was there for that oh, was my like, jam. Oh, you remember the, the Salisbury steak? Gravy. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I got white gravy with, uh, oh, I went to Chicken Express and they, their gravy is white gravy for their mashed potatoes. And I know that. it's good shit. It's yeah, good shit. It's crazy. Anyway, All right. So Dean's like, let's go. And but we're so going to go. We're, so we're not done yet. Oh. Homec. Yep. We're in Homec. <laughs> now we're in Homec. All right. And we've got, once again, your kind of stereotypical nerdy boy now is kind of the cliche and this one i felt like they went a little over the top with these but that's okay they're doing their cliche after school special looks i guess so there we go um and he just like kind of zones out over the food processor as the jock that we saw earlier um at the uh, lunch table with the cheerleaders is in telling him that he needs to copy his algebra homework again and the nerdy kid kind of snaps out of being zoned out and says, why? Because you're a stupid brain dead dick. Okay, fair. Uh, and um, at this point, we realize the food processor is running without a lid. Uh-oh. And the junk threatens to shove his Which fist. Which also cannot happen. You yeah, know how hard it is to make that fucking food processor turn on. Well, these were ones at like... school. Somebody probably broke all the safety switches off by now at these, but yeah. Wait, you can turn the safety switch off? Oh, I'm sure. You, I'm, well, I don't know how, but I'm sure there's a way. I think mine works without the lid. I don't know. Can I test mine next time you're here? See if you can run it without the lid on it. It's real messy. No, I want to. I want to find the safety thing. I'm like, oh shit, someone's gonna be taking apart their food processor tonight. Oh, Anyways, Good okay. Uh, so the jock threatens to shove his fist down the freak's throat, and uh, so the the. Nerdy guy grabs the jock's hand and shoves it into the food processor. <laughs> yep. There's a lot of I blood. Mean, whole lot of blood. Lot, whole lot of blood. They're screaming. And you know, honestly, it's plausible because no one would expect that, right? Like, <laughs> why would the jock? Because you're that just fist? like, what? That fist? Like, okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Um, and yeah. yeah, so. But I feel like it's really funny in the scene that everybody's screaming. The teacher runs over, grabs the jock who's like, you know, bleeding profusely and yelling. And they're running out of the room to take him, to, I guess, to the hospital. All the students are screaming and running out of the room. Everybody's gone. And everybody just leaves this guy there that shoved another kid's hand in the food processor by himself. It's like, well, I, I, did they not decided- think, did they just assume it was an accident? Which is what I was kind of going with mentally. Because I was like, I don't think they would just like leave this guy alone now. 
Well, we also established there's no school safety officers here. So that's fair. fair. Whatever. So every school has those now, by the way, but that's okay. Yep. Um, oh, every school has like probably some military personnel, one. plans for active shooters. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm glad I'm not in high school right now. Man, it, it seems very stressful. Oh. Um, okay. So Sam runs in and sees this, the, the this nerd kid is now fainted or collapsed on the floor. And there's this black goo coming out of his ear. And the kid asks Sam what happened. And so Sam's just staring at the black goo coming out of his ear. And, it, and, making, and, a frowny, and, and making a frowny face. Making a frowny face. Which I would too. If I saw some black goo coming out of some kid's ear laying on the ground, I'd frown too. Just like, oh. <laughs> that doesn't look good. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. So there we go. Um, so we um, cut, cut to... Um, our our brothers um, walking through the halls with their EMF reader, and um, Dean's in a tracksuit now. Yeah, and he's he's coming from the non-violence assembly, and yeah. because apparently it's not good for him to uh, shove someone's hand in a in a food processor, mm-hmm. and now you what? now you had to have an assembly or 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 a deathly swirly. Um, yeah, it's kind of like now, like when somebody says something like inappropriate on a call, and then you have to have like an all hands. Uh, yeah. God, I'm glad I don't have a corporate job. Anyways, um, so they're convinced it's a ghost um, possession now because of the black ectoplasm. So um, anyway, so Dean's has snuck out into the principal's office and back out and makes oh, a yeah. gross yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, before we get to that, I mean, one, so they determined that, you know, it's ghost possession and it's rare, right? Like it's something right. they haven't seen before. And also, I really do think the girls in that high school would totally be trying to fuck the janitor and the coach, like in an inappropriate way. Like, and that's where they get about to get to the gross information that Jean has. But and before that, I think they'd also be talking about their high school. And because of that, I think we should talk about the most haunted high school in the United States or one of them. It's Lore. Lore. And you know where, and you know where this high school is, Diana? You probably have a hit because I sent you a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> it's in Texas. God and damn it. And it's in El Paso. Ah, El Paso oh. High is one of the most haunted high schools in America. Crazy. I did not know that. I'm very excited. I've learned so many things. Um, El Paso is real far, though, so that's okay. It is. Like, we're not going there. It's fine uh, for many reasons. Anyhow, <laughs> so this high school opened in 1916, and it's huge. It's massive. It's also at the foot of the Franklin Mountains, because, yes, you know, mm-hmm. we do have mountains in Texas yes, for that fucking abusive ex-boyfriend of mine who is always like, Texas is flat. No, 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 no. I've been to Texas. And he would know was like, we have fucking mountains, you we have, asshole. We have yeah. mountain ranges. Anyway, more than one. Anyway, yeah. Go ahead. Anyway, so they they call her the school the Lady on the Hill because you like from her like you can see out into El Paso and into Juarez, which is uh, basically Mexico. like El Paso's sister city in Mexico. Uh, and architecturally, it's Greco-Roman. It cost about five hundred thousand dollars to build in nineteen sixteen. Jesus Christ. Fuck load of money, right? So the floors are either fucking marble 
or they're like ochre wood is in the original one at least and even like the bathrooms have marble in them so it's like harry potter bathrooms like yeah. it's not that impressive but it's still impressive and there's like a huge stadium uh and so you know like i said this was done in 1916 there was a brief period where the local clan chapter changed the name of the high school to sam houston high school and that was in 1922 um but at that point you know el paso finally in 1922 they changed it back because they're like maybe the clan shouldn't name our schools hmm. <laughs> just hmm. an idea you know yeah and so there's all sorts of tales about the tunnels that run underneath the schools and you can even take tours of them. You can like, they offer them on Halloween and they use them to fund like just this, like, oh, they fund like a whole bunch of things. Everybody wants to go look at these tunnels, right? Uh, the sub-basement, it was once used as a morgue to store bodies during the, the 1918 version of COVID, the Spanish influenza. Mm. Um, I also saw something that said that it was used as overflow for bodies during World War II. Um, I didn't have time to verify that because I was busy verifying other shit. All right, so some of the more colorful tales that were recounted by this one man, I mean, his name is Tobias H. Toby Tovar. We're going to call him Tovar because that just sounds like a cool name. And in 2012, he spoke to Bordazine Magazine. He was a math teacher at El Paso High. And so he told some of like, these are like the bigger folklores around the school. All right. One, there was a snowstorm and the schools closed. And this was about 15 years before they talked. And that would have made it in 1997, the same year as a flashback inner episode, synchronicity. Woo. All right. There were mm. also, so there's some teachers and students who basically like got stuck at the school because they went there before the phone tree went off to tell them they had a snow day because, yeah. you know, you had to have a phone tree then to let you know that, you know, the roads are being closed down. So anyways, uh, the roads were shit and they couldn't go anywhere. So they went wild breakfast club style. Okay. I don't know if they did that, but if I was locked into school, I would go wild breakfast club style. You know, there would be like me dancing on top of the bookshelves, you know, snorting pixie sticks, whatever. Um, so they're like, we are going to go explore the tunnels because duh, you have a school with tunnels and there's nobody there, but you fuck. Yeah. You're going to the tunnels. All right. And so while they're down there, they find bricks that were blocking some passage and they were old. And so they pushed through them and they found a sealed off classroom. And it mm. looks like it was built like the, when the school was first built in mm -mm. 1916. And mm -mm. it was a small room with antique desks, texts, and student notebooks that were in place waiting for the students. There were Baby Ruth candy wrappers on the floor and uh, some product that sold for five cents and also five cent Coke bottles. In one of the student notebooks lying on the desk, they found, in addition to algebra notes and completed problems, a very racy love letter from the owner of the book to a boy. That's what Tover said. Um, so... Now there are stories that, that that room was haunted and it got sealed off in order to keep the ghosts from getting out, which is hmm. probably not true. Mm -hmm. I also didn't see anything about any of the shit being discovered during that time. And you think that would have made the papers, but you know, the tunnels are real. Like that is legit for real. And I'm sure there's very old things down there. All right. Another story. So the journalism teacher, uh, she had been working late on the yearbook. Oh, it was a boy. Sorry. Uh, and he was by himself at 11 o'clock. Right. So because him and the, the yearbook crew were working hard to 
do whatever yearbook crews do. Uh, so the kids leave and he's by himself and he walks out and he sees a young lady wearing a blue chiffon dress of the type that would be worn to the school prom in the 40s or 50s. He thought it was a student, told her to go home. She looked at him with a sad face, started to become transparent. And that's when he noticed that she was floating a foot off the floor. Mm-mm. And then when he got close to her, she faded into the dark hallway and disappeared. No. This is my favorite of, of the, the legends behind the school. All right. So in the late 70s or early 80s, the track team came back from a meet, uh, a track meet late night, right? And so the school is closed and quiet. The students were getting their crap together in the locker room and the coach all of a sudden, you know, so the uh, school's mascot is the Tigers, right? So all of a sudden he heard the Tiger fight song and like sounds like cheerleaders doing and just the sounds of a general pup rally running from coming from the auditorium. So he runs up the stairs to the auditorium thinking that they have thrown him a, thrown them a surprise uh, pep rally, yeah. which nobody throws a pep rally no. for the track team, dude. Like what the fuck? Sorry. Um, no. So as soon as he gets up to the doors the sound stopped and he mm. reached for the doors and they were locked so he unlocks him opens him up goes inside there's nothing there so he goes back to the locker room and in the locker room when he gets there as soon as he walks in it starts again and this time the students with him hear it too Mm-mm. so he goes running up the stairs and as soon as he gets to the door again quiet just stops no. So hit the coach and the students and everyone, they search for it. They didn't find anything. All right. So those are like three of like the major, like the, I guess like urban legend ones. Right. And, but they're beyond that. There are just multiple reports of different apparitions being seen in the stool, the school. The mm-hmm. most popular story is of a cheerleader who slit her wrist and jumped off a balcony after she got dumped. Well, they say this happened in 1922. Let's keep that in mind. All right. All right. So there's also photos and there are so many photos. The most famous is in the 1985 yearbook. There is a girl in the second row that nobody knows who she is. She's, she looks blurry and she wasn't in the negative, only in the developed picture. And nobody from the, the class knew who she was or knew how she got there. She's just in the photo. And then um, there are just like tons of people like who still like to this day, like there's all just if you Google El Paso high school ghosts, you'll get to see all these pictures of like people in the windows. Uh, There's one like uh, these two guys who are standing at the stadium. This one was like like 2021. And there's like a little girl like standing in between them or something that looks like a little girl. It's awesome. All right. So is any of this real? Well, at least the story of the cheerleader committing suicide is not true. And that is unless the school covered their tracks really well and scraped that from newspapers and death certificates, at least in 1922. I did, you know, I looked through a lot of newspapers from El Paso and I couldn't look at all of them, but like, that's not not something that that anybody said anything about, right? Hmm. So, but however, while I was tracking that down, I ended up in a hole, a lore hole. That's because there was this year where all this weird shit kept happening at El Paso High. And by weird shit, I mean some like uh, final destination people dying bullshit. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're in El Paso. 
it's 1930, right? Prohibition is on. So people are going to Juarez, the Calle Diablo, which is the street of the devil, which is basically the French Quarter in Mexico at this time that's full of like gangsters and, and babes and drugs and whatever. And there's another story behind there. And we're going to talk about that some other day. All right. So there's about 100,000 people in El Paso at this time. I couldn't get the count of how many people were in the school, but I did find a yearbook from 1933 and there was about 140 seniors years in that class so i think that gives us a ballpark this is a pretty big high school right it's, yeah it's pretty large so it, maybe yeah. these statistics aren't that normal when you consider how many but yeah i think it's weird all right so so we're coming back from winter break it's january 13th school's been started for a while and all of a sudden Frances Blair, AKA Mary, um, who by all accounts was a very pretty and popular girl. She was blonde, little 16 year old. She commits suicide by shooting herself in the heart. And she did that at home. She did not do that at school. All right. Hmm. But then on January 29th, Benjamin Finer, who was one of the players on the Tigers basketball team, he gets hit in the head and he dies from a brain hemorrhage. Then two weeks later on February 10th, the captain of the basketball team, he dies from meningitis that he got at an away game in Arizona. Then two days later, Robert Poe, a junior, flipped his car and he died. Then two weeks later on Valentine's Day, Herbert Brodus, who is a senior, he fell off a 30-foot cornice on a downtown office building. So he was outside on the roof to get some air and apparently when he did that he slipped or something and he caught the high voltage wire electrocuted himself fell to the concrete below and then died 24 hours later and then we're not done because two what? weeks later emil rose Kiefer on february actually this is yeah two weeks later yeah i think i got whatever days are but uh she goes to her room with carbolic acid that she bought and she swallows it and she kills herself what why yeah weird i don't know but yeah that's like in two months like all those kids at the high school died and then i was like well this is the, the whole thing with death. i was like did it just really suck to be a kid in 1930 and oh shit did it suck so i went and looked at the death certificates for ch kids in el paso in 1930 so how um, many hours hold on i just want i want to share with with our 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 loyal listeners the amount of dedication and also insanity that Liz has in her commitment to lore, because I get a text yesterday or whatever, when we were working on stuff and it's, I have been looking at death certificates for hours is what she texts me. And I'm like, wait, what? She's like, oh, it's lore, deep dive, lore hole, lore <laughs> hole. I'm like, okay. So Liz spent hours looking at over multiple, over, over multiple days. But oh. it was also it was also death certificates and then cross-referencing that with state with stories in the El Paso newspapers from that time to see no, 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 what not, I can I'm find. Not, I'm not, yeah. I'm, you don't need to justify at all. I'm just, I'm just telling just you sharing. why it was also more time because I was not just looking at the death certificate, I was trying to find the stories behind it too. Right. So no, um yeah, there were a buttload of kids who died in 1930. And by kids, I'm saying I looked basically between five and 19 years old. Mm -hmm. And obviously there was a lot of kids that died from tuberculosis and meningitis, like the, the captain of the basketball team. There is a lot of septicemia, appendicitis, influenza, heart shit, childbirth, pneumonia. Um, but I was kind of like, there of looking at the ones that weren't, um, I guess, caused by illness, I wanted to see if there was like, 
was there some final destination like accident shit happening in this town <sighs> so over the 1930s like over that year there were at least beyond those we had talked about at least four were killed in car accidents uh three were hit by cars two died in motorcycle accidents two were killed by trains and both of those had their legs cut off by the trains one overdose from heroin there was three accidental gunshots there was one that was a gunshot on purpose from his father and then finally my two favorites a seven-year-old died from acute indigestion eating a hearty meal going and swimming immediately after so you can't die from that you can't die from that no that's what they always said it was on his death certificate that he got cramps while he was swimming because he ate and then he went swimming and he died it's bullshit that's what the coroner said. It was like, no, like, no, that did not. Oh my God. That's, that was that's, actually that's on not that real. case. It, that's I, not real. Go look at our Twitter. I posted that shit on our Twitter yesterday. It's there. Um, <sighs> anyways. And then the other one, uh, which is the far end of the spectrum. Somebody's mom paid that coroner to put that there. I'm just saying, go ahead. To teach another kid a lesson. <laughs> uh, to teach like they had like a, they had like a five-year-old and they're like, look, man, like we just don't want to, it's like, can we just like at least get into like not go swimming after he eats? All right, well, just, can you just put that cool? All right. And so the, the best one, the best thing I saw on the death certificate was for a 19-year-old who clearly did not go to El Paso High, but he was. Killed by border patrol officers in fight with rum runners while in discharge of their duty and in self-defense. So basically, so he, was running, went, run, he was, he was, he running, was running rum, rum and he got into a fight border with patrol. border patrol because, oh, my God, you want to read some fun, crazy stories? Go look at the stories of the fights between the rum runners and the border patrol agents during um, in Texas, especially in Juarez in, ni- in the 1930s and well, late 1920s. Mm. Um, that's what I was talking. Someday we're going to talk about the street of the devil in Juarez and Queen and Queen Nelly and all that stuff because it is a whole fascinating world of sin and debauchery and bad bad things happen there. But that was also right across the street from the high school. All right. So that's it. But to kind of sum this up, like yeah, if all those kids like all those kids just died like around the high school, like of course that thing is fucking haunted. Like. Yeah. But it just isn't that weird. Like, and I was trying to think like of kids who died while I was in high school because I went to a population that was probably about the same. Like my high school was probably about as big, if not bigger. And I don't remember that many, that many kids dying. Yeah, I mean, my high school was pretty big. We had like a and it was only a three year, mine was a high three year high school. So it was 10, 11, 12. And we had like 2,000, 1,800 to 2,000 kids. And there was not, I mean, it was, I guess, I don't know. Like I mean, I had a lot of friends was, who died, but they didn't go to school. They were just dying from, because they're overdosing. But I mean, but I'm like, was, I don't think that they we were had, in high school. Like, there was, yeah. there was not, you know, I would say that on a given year across all grades, it was probably less than a handful that passed. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that I can't, I'm trying to remember a single one while we were in high school and it's. I'm racking my brain. It was also a long time ago. But, but yeah, I was like, is this, you know, just coincidence? Like as the numbers, but that's, that's a lot, right? From one high school to have that many kids drop dead within, like I mean, the newspapers thought so. They made a big deal out of it, but. Yeah, it seems like a lot. 
Yeah, which I also think it's funny. Like, so I mean, clearly I got to this because I was searching through old newspapers for things like murder and suicide. Oh, I'm on the best list. Um, but you would think like a suicide in that high school would have been popped. And like, and I didn't see anything, at least not in, yeah. the, not in like the decades I was looking at. I mean, it's possible, of course. I mean, I'm right. sure some kid has probably committed suicide at that school sure. because just statistically speaking, it's been around since 1916. Yeah. But, but I still think, but I still think what happened in 1930 is fucking creepy. The, and the photos of the little girls and the girl in the window are fucking wild. Oh yeah. Those photos are good. Like there's, there's, a some, there's some good so stuff. If you look this shit up, there's like series over years of like, this group of kids took a picture out front of the school and oh shit in the window in the background there's a tiny little actually a really cool layout for a school too like i mean it's, the, no, the it's a gorgeous really high neat. school it's, really it's yeah and you know who else went you know who went to that high school who oh. the next not governor of texas oh. beto beto oh. went there robert so maybe francis he's possessed. maybe he's possessed Ro- robert first. francis o'rourke <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that is the story of the most one one of the most haunted high schools in America, and you know, I think as the world you know appreciates the macabre more and more, uh, I think the the it will continue to fund the school, and maybe then like the weird goth kids will be just as popular as the jocks, and we can finally rule. What's yeah, gonna happen? Well, they are doing apparently ghost tours there, so I mean, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, I so said you can go tour the tunnels, and you there's a, at a so, high school, at a public high school. That's just mind blowing to me. I'm so, sorry. So I mean, but that's only because they're the funds are going to the school, right? And they that's only true. do it during specific times. Like there is, yeah. oh yeah, I mean, and there are some really good um, amateur, shall we say, paranormal investigators oh, from the area who are investigating there. Yes, who are. They're, they're just saying they couldn't get into the school because it's a public high school and so like you can't just be like can't hey just i'm in. just gonna go shove my emf in the tunnel um <clears throat> but they're delightful why does that sound dirty what just go shove my emf in the tunnel well i mean because <laughs> tunnel tunnels are all symbolic for vag we know that obviously the yeah. other thing like what are the other there's so much lore that goes into uh, oh man and just, it's one of the things too it's fascinating right it's just that it's this is like urban legends at its peak right like the year the girl slit her wrist it has a date attached to it yeah. but like that date like no that didn't happen but someone's like, and then I could see it posted. I see it posted on like different sites over and over again. I'm like, that is just something you picked up from somewhere. And, and it somebody just, just spread held like on to it. Yeah. It's fascinating yeah. how that uh, happens for real. Yeah. No, it's like <sighs> watching urban, urban legends grow in like their own time. And then now watching it shift into modern times and watching it. Like, I'm sure if I went to TikTok, I could find TikTok videos of it. Cause I found so many YouTubes of just kids. Like who are but just then I have to learn how to use, then I have to learn how to use TikTok. I'm pretty sure I could learn how to use TikTok. I just don't want to. Yeah, I also like there's enough people Snapchat though. Look, there's like it the content on there. If it's good enough, somebody aggregates it and puts it somewhere else, and I will just go watch it there. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, we will not have a TikTok. By the way, spoiler alert: there will never be. As I start, Mm, 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 
No, yeah, you gotta do a dance, a choreographed dance. dance. We have to make mm, up our own mm, TikTok mm. dances. That's right. Do some, uh. yeah, we'll start dancing while right. we talk. So, all right. so Dean, now, yeah, we're Dean's gonna be, to, now yeah. Dean's gonna be gross. Dean's yeah. gonna be gross. So Dean's in his tracksuit, come out of the principal's office, makes a comment that there's three cheerleaders that are legal. Guess which ones? Bad, bad gym teacher. By the way, even if they're legal, that's still they're of even if they're of age, it's still illegal in Texas for a teacher and a student to have a relationship while they're a student, from my understanding. Because it's while why they're do you a know, student. Why do you know that law so well? Well, I don't know. Well, it's just don't know. I prefer older. But second of all, well, I worked in school. Well, yeah, so I had to if learn you preferred older than you were you were a not when I was woman. a student. I'm saying I wouldn't have known it then. <laughs> I know it now because I was because I worked in schools. At different oh, I don't know. Like maybe you got caught then. I don't know. Like, no, ma'am. I also love they're like, it's illegal. Don't fuck the students. All right, guys. We're really clear on this. Even if they are of age, don't fuck the students. And seriously, and people still I, do. I know. I can't believe we have to have this conversation. If you're Again. a teacher, don't <laughs> fuck your students. Like that's just it's pretty yeah. simple. It's pretty simple. It's pretty goddamn. It's, it's not complicated. It's not. All right. So beyond that gross thing, we get to this very sad. And this is where the episode starts going sad for me. This is where it goes sad. Because it's been kind of fun, like silly, like mean. Not I mean, not that not that people getting murdered is silly, but it was, you know, entertaining at least. So it's still entertaining. That's not the right word. It was it was fluffier. A swirly, like death by swirly. Can you we cannot take that seriously? No, it's hard. You're right. All right. So so uh, we find out that in 1998, which would have been um, a year after our brothers left the school, Barry Cook committed suicide. And it's very sad. There's a newspaper clipping. Uh, apparently he slit his wrists in the first floor girls bathroom, which happens to be where the other, where um, April gave the brunette the swirly of death. Yeah, so now like they, a, a pretty coincidence, right? So yeah, so now they yeah. think, okay, so obviously this is Barry's ghost possessing nerds and using them to go after bullies. Good but for him. Dean's right. like, does that sound like Barry? And we cut back to 1997 again. <laughs> um, and um, he's and Barry's getting fucked with in the halls because he's a, a little nerdy guy, and Sam's kind of helping him. Um, Barry's talking about how he wants to go to Michigan State and be a veterinarian. And anyways, well, he wants to be he wants to be a veterinarian because animals are nicer than people. And you're right, Barry. Animals are nicer than people. You're you learn that at a wise young age. And uh, And Dean's making out with (laughs) and Dean's making out with Amanda, a.k.a. Carolyn. Yeah, I just uh, call her Caroline for like half of my <laughs> You're just going, nope, this is Caroline now. Sorry. <laughs> Eventually, um, like I kind of call her Caroline slash Amanda, but apparently also um what's her name in um, her name uh in this in the show? In this show it's Amanda, uh, but I mean, her la- oh. full name. She's she's actually a director. She directed like teen teen movies. Oh, Carolyn King the or Car- Candace the, King the, is the Car- her real name. The character's oh. name, um, whatever her character's name is, whatever her char- Amanda, <laughs> whatever her full name is. How can I not get this out? Whatever the person that Carolyn is playing on the show. Oh my God, Amanda, Diana just died. 
what is the character's name on Supernatural <laughs> that the blonde is playing? I didn't write down her last name. Sorry. Son of a bitch. Just have Amanda. God damn it. <laughs> so she's making out with Dean in the closet. And um, they're planning a date. Uh, Dean's all planning this date to go to a midnight movie and she, to go see um, I Spit on Your Grave. And she's like, uh, nah, I've got a fucking curfew. We're in high school. I can't go to just a midnight movie. Um, I'll get grounded for a month. And he's like, I don't have a curfew. You know, it's just me and my brother and my dad's out of town for a few weeks. And she's like, wait, what? A few weeks? The fuck? Uh, she's like, that's that's weird. That's weird. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty sweet at the motel where we're set up at. And she's like, well, uh, really? He's like, yeah, it's got HBO, magic fingers, free ice. It's great. I did wonder about the free ice comment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So apparently her name is Amanda Hackerling. And now I'm wondering if somebody, if I also fall for an urban legend. So oh. the last name to solve the puzzle is Hackerling. So, um, but yeah, free eyes, magic fingers. Like it's, yeah. Well, I, like the, I like the tie into him always liking magic fingers. So that's a good carry in. So that's cute. But she's Amy just not Heckerling. fucking person. Oh. Amy Hackerling is she wrote Clueless. God. All right. All right. Sorry, guys. All right. I just had to close the loop. Wow. So Amy Heckerling wrote one of the best high school movies also. So so it all ties in. There's there's our tie-in. Well, Amanda is not impressed with Dean being stoked about their motel lifestyle at all. Uh he's like, uh no, my life's perfect. I do what I want when I want and whatever. And she's like, Do you miss your dad? And Dean just doesn't respond. And this is where it starts going downhill. Uh, and then we yeah. cut back to good old Barry um, and his bully confronts him and Sam. And um, Barry's like, yeah, I'm going to go get a teacher right now and runs off. And Sam's like, uh, look, I don't want to fight. And so he, he gets punched and the teacher breaks. Yeah, it up. He gets sucker punched, too. Like, Dirk, that was me. just kind of rude. And yeah. so but um, it is Sam's English teacher that broke it up and he goes after Dirk. Right. Yeah, and then so we're gonna knows. cut. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna cut. Just really, it's really sad. So can I make, can I make my shitty comment yeah. though? Because like I feel like this is a little foretelling now after seeing the whole episode. But I'm like, they the writer named their bully Dirk. It's just not what you'd expect. Anyways, moving on. Do you think like Dirk is not a a, for, a formidable name? I mean, it's not like that's just I don't know. I, mean, I feel like usually nice. you go, yeah. And I know like Maybe he's stabby. I mean, yeah, I just Dirk's gonna be bullish just, too. You just gotta be more in like the the generic bra names, in my opinion, at that point. And that's just not okay. All right, humble opinion. So, all right, we'll go with that. All right, so we're gonna go to sadness because because poor Barry <laughs> Barry's getting burned. Yeah, so Sam's pouring salt and gasoline in a grave, and they burn um, Barry's remains at the cemetery. We don't get to watch the digging of this gra- of this of this scene though. There's no digging here. Uh, I, I, felt, know, I, I felt we... kind of I felt kind of like cheated out of it and slightly relieved. 
Um, Yeah, a little bit of column A, but I mean, at least like we get to like have a mental image of them digging because we see the, we saw, we saw the, you know, the shovel go in trunk. And so shovel and trunk are going to have some good times. All right. And Uh, and Sam's, Sam's sad. And this is where he really tells that Dean, tells Dean that Barry was his friend. And Dean's like, well, he's at peace now. And he's like, well, maybe if dad let us stay a little longer, I could have helped. And that's kind of a sad thought process. Dean's like, no, the corner report showed that he was like on a ton of meds. School was hell for him. Um, and uh, his parents had split. He just really wanted out. It's really tragic, but it's not your fault. Yeah. It, well, it's not Sam's fault. I'm also like, if you have a young teenager who's on that many antidepressants and anxieties and his parents are splitting, yeah, he could use a friend. It maybe it would have been nice if Sam had been yeah, there. Might have been nice. Might have been nice. Um, and Dean and Sam, Sam's kind of like bummed and thinks that they shouldn't have left that school. Dean's like, I'm glad I hated that school. So Anyways, we cut back to 1997 and Sam well, I, like told- I like how they cut to it though. Cause there's like, it's such an obvious thing. They're like, how can you say that after what happened to you? So then you're like, what happened to Sam? I bet we're going to have a flashback. And then like, we're back yeah. in 1997. Again. And Sam's told Dean about Dirk punching him. Dean's like, what? I want to go after him and beat the fuck out of him. Why didn't you tear him up? And Sam's like, I didn't want to. I want to be normal. And this is kind of like, I guess, our first hint that Sam might be able to fend for himself a little bit more because he's like, we haven't really seen him do that. Uh, Young Sam. We haven't seen young Sam and it's implicated, but it's also when we get Sam going, I don't want to be called a freak. Yeah. And this is a theme that carries on through Sam's life up until yeah. present day. So we uh, first have this maybe the first time where this comes becomes a thing for Sam, right? He's like, I don't want to yep. be a freak. I'm tired of being the weirdo. And they're like, well, we're going to have to be here another week. Yeah. So. And that's going to be gone another week. Amanda wants Dean to meet her parents. And he's like, I don't do parents. Uh, and yeah, because I'm sure her parents will be really glad, glad to meet you too. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. Like, the feeling will be mutual, dude. Anyways, um, well, now Mr. Wyatt, the teacher, wants to talk to Sam. Um, and uh, after class, and Barry's like, I'll wait for you. Uh, and, and Sam's assuming it's about the fight, but it's not, it's about the essay. And apparently, uh, Sam's essay about his family experience was about um, them killing a werewolf together last summer. So uh, the teacher, Mr. Wyatt's like, you know, it was supposed to be nonfiction, right? And he's like, yeah, I understand if you have to fail me. He's like, you know, whatever. And he's, he's like, no, I'm going to give you an A. You know, I can tell your brother's a character. Your dad's very driven. You should really consider pursuing writing. Oh, a motivating Aww. teacher, good educational experience. Yay, Mr. Wyatt. Yeah. So we get into this conversation about how Sam has to go into this the family business, right? And so this is as you can, I, mean, I, mm-hmm. I think it's clever writing here to you just put this turning point in Sam's life where he was yeah. like, Oh, wait, maybe I don't have to hunt werewolves. Like, right. you know. And of course, like Mr. Wyatt's like, I was supposed to be a surgeon, which is completely different than, (laughs) you know, like, well, Sam lies and said they're mechanics, but still, yeah. But so, you know, samesies, you know, family family legacy hunting monsters that nobody knows about. Doctor, samesies. Uh, I decided to go teach public school instead of being a surgeon. I'm just such a rebel. You are a rebel and you've stayed there teaching for over 20 years. Holy shit. At least you get a pension. Like, 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but the interesting comment here, too, the teacher asks Sam if he wants to go into the family business. And his comment is that no one's ever asked me that. But more than anything, no. Ooh. Yeah. And he gets all dreamy. He gets this like dreamy face of like, what? I don't have to kill monsters. I could do and, something else. But you know, what's interesting about this too is like, we don't really get why Sam hate doesn't, like, why does he hate this so much? I would pontificate at this point, seeing what we know now is the lack of stability and um, in his life. I think that the moving around and not, and having to start fresh all the time is something that he does not adapt as well to as his dad and his brother. And he really wants to have roots. Okay. And I think that that carries a little bit over into what we talked, what they talked about at the end of the more recent episodes where Sam doesn't want to be doing this running around when they're old or to die doing it. He wants to be able to have a life. That's my theory. There we go. All right. So there we go. It's um, the teacher gives him the, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. False. False. We do a lot of things we don't want to do. Being a grown up fucking sucks. Yeah, like I don't know why you're. I mean, granted, like maybe he was so young. Yeah, I mean, I guess at this point he's a young teacher and he still has ideals. Yeah, and I I think you can kind of see when we get to the older, the older at the end. Spoiler, you know. But I mean, the oh yeah, right, (laughs) life, Mm. yeah, Mm. shit. But um, but he calls him a great kid, and he should you know live the life that he wants to create. Which was that was sweet. That part was really sweet, and 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 you could tell it was important to Sam to hear that. So yeah, so sweet putting all this hope into these young children's minds is fake, fake hope. Hey, so cynical. So cynical. What well, did he get to do what he wanted to do? No, no, he didn't. Well, maybe Anyways. he decided he wanted to do something else. You never know. Yeah, I didn't want so, to do the same things I wanted to do when I was in junior high. I don't even know what I think I wanted to be Kelly Bundy. Anyway, so <laughs> I think um, you, did. you said that yesterday. so Sam's like now we're back in real time and Sam's like I need to go talk to Mr. Wyatt because he knew these kids let's see what's going on uh Dean makes a no captain my captain reference well you know he's not going to see it like he knew these kids he's just going to say thank you to him because remember at this point they think everything is fine oh that's right you're right I'm sorry yeah this is they they burn Barry they're gonna go he wants to go say bye um and so Sam goes into the school and there's a young lady in the hallway um, of uh, a young young lady of Asian descent and uh, asks him where to find classroom 305 and he or something. And he like gives her kind of directions. But then she kind of looks away and says, thanks, Sam, which is creepy as fuck. And then she stabs him and then, and then she, she kicks him. him in the balls and says, you got tall Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> the kicking Ooh. of the balls was so great brutal I'm just like, oh, brutal man. it is she wrecks the shit out of him i mean also like you just like i mean i guess also like the stabbing didn't like get him to go down like he well it's a pretty like, small okay. little knife i mean it was like a little like scalpel looking thing okay anyways, yeah so and then he um she and dribbles so goo out of her mouth and- yeah so he's on the ground she's dribbling black goo out of her mouth and then walks towards them walks he she walks towards him while he's on the ground and he has managed to get a handful of salt and shoves this handful of salt on her face and is holding this young girl's face in the hallway <laughs> at a public school not good, on the ground. Not a good look. Not a good look. <laughs> no, were you <laughs> freaking out too? I'm like, this is a grown man that doesn't work at this school with his hand over a teenager's face. It's like, Coach Carr, step away from the teenage girls. <laughs> Once again, mean girls well, reference. I You're mean, welcome. 
Um, I know, but, but also, I mean, it's, he basically core like if I just saw like, he was a like so even he, like he was a janitor right so it's even worse like it's not even like the guy who didn't work at the school it's a janitor who just quit came back assaulted a girl and is hugging her like semi on the body holding her the unconscious hallway. body on the ground I'm like this is bad so bad if anybody had walked somebody up, call Chris Hansen like this is not no <laughs> no no but uh and then we see a spirit fly out of her body and like pop out in a way but uh yeah luckily no one no one no no one saw him there because that would have been bad. definitely like and then he just like dumps I, i'm assuming he was just like gotta go and I... so i gotta go drink with dean all right so they're sitting at this bridge and mm-hmm. dean says this will make you feel better now did he give him a 40 yes yes he did and i think dean meant for him to drink it but i think sam uses it to ice his nuts <laughs> i did miss that and that's hilarious that's that's, um, a, that's the impression also, I got. This will make you feel better, and I think he like kind of like went held it down. I don't know. That's why I missed that, I but that is that is a, a very astute. But a forty is still an odd choice to buy. Man, I I like beer. I like multiple beers, but forties are awful because they get hot. You can't drink well, the beer. Well, I mean, like you can drink the beer like, that fast, but but not the no, no good beer a comes 40, in a forty. Yeah, no good beer comes in a forty. Like, and I just, drink garbage. Well, I did. I take that back. One good beer, a highlight. Miller highlight. But but also we drank that in quarts. When last time we had that, I think it was, was it a quart. quart okay, it? it was. I, th- uh, I think it was a the butter beer. Anyways, yeah, there are pictures out there. Woo, how do I still have a job of us dressed mm-hmm. in Harry Potter um, outfits, uh, downing uh, downing quarts of something they labeled to be Harry Potter? Anyways, yep, yeah, yep. So uh, I make really right. important decisions for a living. All right, so Yay. but all right, Dean is now Dean is echoing the younger Dean. The now, younger he says the exact the exact same thing that he told young Sam. The ghost is dead. I'm going to rip its lungs out. And he's like, oh, wait. And so now they've realized that maybe it wasn't Barry. And then this is where Dean makes his offensive comment about the pe- persons in, that have been possessed so far that Liz is not thrilled with uh, about Martha Dump Truck, Revenge of the Nerds, and Hello Kitty. And I will say, I said, damn, Dean. And I was like, that's fucked up. But I also did laugh. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, part of it's a little racist. And part of it is also... Fuck off. She didn't look like Martha Dump Truck. And also, like, what's wrong with Martha Dump Truck? Relax. The man. Revenge of the Nerds. Big fun. Kind of funny big too. fun. Revenge of the Nerds. Well, Revenge of the Nerds has like actual rape in it. So, anyways, yeah. all right. So, Sam says one of the, the lines that I use, like, so there's lore about ghosts possessing and riding them for miles. And I'm like, can we yeah. stop? Like, that I was like, oh, what was like, which is a ghost from riding reverse cowgirl. Yeah. <laughs> but, so they all rode the same school bus, though, is what we've pieced together now. So riding. A lot of riding. <laughs> Ghosts are riding, riding them. They're riding the school bus, riding cowgirls. Cowgirls. Yeah, all of it. So they get on the, they find the school bus and the EMF just is going off. And they're like, well, shit, this is obviously where the ghost is, but no one died on the bus. So they're going through the school by the school bus driver's stuff, like in this little, it's not really a glove box, but kind of. Uh, I did laugh because there's a Louis L'Amour book there. Louis L'Amour is a well-known legacy cowboy story author, if you didn't know. And uh, I have distinct... Maybe they were looking how to ride cowgirls in it. Maybe. I don't know. I have distinct, distinct memories growing up is before podcasts. And uh, we, we didn't have a video screen in my parents' van that we would go on road trips in. But we would listen to books on tape. And I loved it. 
And we listen to Louis L'Amour on our family road trips every year. That's cute. All righty then. Yeah. Liz is not impressed. (laughs) Just kidding. I mean, maybe Louis L'Amour books would have been good. I, I was the one who like had family vacations like i actually had the i will turn this car around happen oh, no, in we had louisiana we've had those where, parts like, too no where the vacation was cut short and my dad turned the car around in louisiana oh. drove us back to texas and then said my brother and i were never allowed to go on a family vacation together again and we were not allowed to go on a family vacation together again until we were long into our adulthood wow but because i was a younger kid that meant that i got to go on all the vacations and so whatever mm. um cool all right so um so they find figured a driving out permit this, yeah this, yeah the bur- the permit the bus driver's only been in this job for a couple of weeks it, which is right before the first attack would have happened and it's dirk mcgregor senior oh shit so this is um the bully dirk's dad so we cut back to 1997 <laughs> well and sam's like i knew his son and dean's like did you know everybody at the school <laughs> Well, he just knew the two people that are. I know, but I, I would be funny. like, what the fuck, Dan? So anyways, back in time. So we cut to Dirk shoving Barry outside of school and Sam stands up for him again. So Dirk shoves Sam and really just goads Sam into fighting him. And Sam straight up kicks his fucking ass. Like, yeah, okay. Also, him. So he calls him lose Chester um so that was the thing that was said so lose chester instead of winchester and he also calls him a freak and yeah. so we have sam's trigger freak word again is going mm-hmm. off so yeah. he calls him a freak like a bunch of times and that's when sam just goes ah! and and uh, not like kicks- not just going like kamikaze like he is like very like skilled like skillfully attacks and beats the fuck out of dirk yeah he attacks him like he would attack an aggressor who's bigger than you and ends it with you aren't tough you're just a jerk dirk the jerk and then all the kids start chanting chanting, dirk the jerk because kids love to chant they do they they were they did the the slut cough earlier in the beginning which guys never cool never funny oh fuck fuck all of you who ever did that anyways um so we're gonna go to dirk senior's house and we're gonna learn some Things did not go well. So up to this point, we've been like, okay, Dirk's fucking asshole bully. And now how, why the fuck is he attacking other bullies? This is weird, right? As a ghost. So we're like, this doesn't make sense. So Dirk senior explains, um, how, uh, Dirk jr. Um, didn't really have many friends. He passed away at 18 drinking drugs, um, you know, he um, just kind of slipped through his fingers, really blames himself for his son's death. Uh, he had trouble in school because it wasn't easy where he was picked on for being poor, dirty and stupid and was called Dirk the Jerk. Yeah. Ooh. And Sam's like, oh, fuck. I and then, did this. And this then is, yeah. on top of that, we find out that Dirk's mother died of cancer when he was 13, but dad had three jobs to support the family. So Dirk was taking care of their dying mother, his dying mother and watching her waste away when he was 12 and 13 years old. Well, so which is probably around the age when this all was happening. Yeah. So no excuse for your bullying behavior, but also bullies of people too. 
Mm-hmm. It goes into like, what's feelings. that whole thing? Like everybody's got something going on. Like you can't. Well, like, but it really them. does. I mean, for the most part, and yeah, honestly, though, some people are just assholes. Oh yeah. Um, but I think you know, I would say probably more than likely or not, you know, most bullies are doing that because they're feeling insecure or blah blah blah, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, I mean, maybe Sam should have just tried to reason with it. No, Sam should have beat the shit out of that kid. You did exactly the right thing, little Sam. He was a dick. He pushed you down. You beat the shit out of him. You did the right thing. Moving on. All right. So Dirk had a lot of anger in him. And Obviously. He was an angry, we- angry man. And apparently we learned that he turned, well, young, young person. And it turned into him abusing alcohol and drugs and dying at very young. But, and becoming an angry, angry ghost. Not like a yes. hungry, hungry ghost, but like an angry, uh, angry, angry ghost. ghost. And yep. so Dean says they want to pay their respects, though, now that he's gone. Um, but apparently he was cremated. So Dean so, 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 so gently asks all of him. <laughs> <laughs> and he just can't back that one up. And he just kind of you sit in the uncomfortable silence, which is also, you know, one of the proven things, you know, if you're in an interrogation. Just be quiet, and then someone's going to start talking. As oh, I will. Fuck that. I hate, I hate uncomfortable silences. Like, fuck, it's, it is a power move. If you can if you can hold your silence and just I like joke. look, the first person who talks, is, yeah. I, I, I joke. Like, I don't like it, and I will fill a silence, but I also, I'm very capable. I learned, I used to, I did teach for a while. I was, that was one of my things. Like, if I was wanted to wait silently for things to get under control, I'm like, you know what? One skill set I got from my military time was that I can sit in uncomfortable silence for an extended period of time. I don't fucking like it and I will break it up if I can, but if I need to, I got that. Yeah. Well, All at right. least now we can be distracted, but I could like on a on a WebEx call, I could look like I'm looking at them at the same time. I'm just like Googling something else. So, but you get my anchor face. Anyway, so we're like Dirk and right. dad admits that yes, I have a lock of hair. And then mm. Dean being so smooth once again is like so. Where do you keep that? Yeah, so smooth. So smooth. So now we cut to the school bus full of athletes at night, and they've got a fill-in bus driver named Eddie. And yeah, uh, lo and Eddie behold, does, Eddie looks like he's full of trouble. I'm Eddie sorry. looks a little sketchy to be a bus driver for I'm pretty district. sure Ed, Eddie has probably played a bouncer on the show maybe like the one who like beat Dean up in the last one the <laughs> M one but yeah that's what Eddie looks like man so and he's got black goo dripping from his nose so we got the ectoplasm in the bus now and the coach uh, and he's like kind of like driving fast like speeding up and the coach is like yeah you might want to like ease up a little bit as he drives over a spike strip which seems odd except for the fact that we realized that our brothers probably placed this where did the boys get a, 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 a spike strip from i don't know i wonder where you get a spike strip that's something we should look up anyways so eddie gets off the bus to go check out what's going on and sam walks up with his shotgun and i'm just like oh this would be really bad for sam to shoot a their bus driver in front of a bunch of high school kids because that's right. just where i'm like this is this is not good um, yeah, this is not a good look for any, like all of you look really bad. You're molesting, like you're, you're and like, assaulting it's not young usually, girls. And Sam, Sam is just really good at looking, like looking like the worst situation possible. It's just ridiculous. Yep. So he, he calls the, he calls Eddie Dirk and Dirk recognizes him. And while this is happening, Dean sneaks up behind him and they have a rope that's been soaked with salt water, which is very clever. 
it is very clever, but also very cartoon. Like it's just like, I'm here to stretch you. And then like, Whoa. I can literally see this happening. In a You're cartoon. mine You're like, now. Like I've like, captured the villain with my rope yeah. and, and I'm like, Oh, okay. So this works, I guess. So Dean gets on the bus and the, the, the kids recognize him as the PE sub. And I'm like, he's like, no, I'm like 21 jump street. And that the bus driver sells pot. So and part of what they're doing, honestly, could kind of feed into this, right? So they're ripping through this bus looking yeah, for things looking for this while hair. holding somebody at gunpoint. Like, okay, like maybe if I was just maybe like in my head, I'd be like, I guess this makes this sense. This could like, be real. Yeah. Um, so Dirk, Dirk slash Eddie won't tell them where the hair is. They can't find it. Calls Sam a bully and a popular kid and acted like he was better than everyone else. And he was an evil son of a bitch. It's like that time that I ran into that girl from Dallas and she said I was one of the mean girls. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was not a mean girl. I was very insecure and probably wasn't talking to people because I was afraid of them. But at the same time, from her perspective, I was a mean girl because I was hanging out with Diana and Diana was a mean girl. I was so- not a mean girl. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, one, no one thinks I'm a mean girl. Probably. They probably do. They probably do. <laughs> Um, anyways okay all right so, so but Sam, Sam, Sam makes like a very poignant speech he's here. like I'm not he's like I'm not evil and neither were you we were just both you know scared miserable and you know we just suffered suffered we just you have to suffer through that though we were scared miserable kids but you have to suffer through that and then life and then things get better that's just high school that's not life which is yeah. a really, really important thing to remember. Yeah. And it's really, you know, it goes, you know, it gets better project and things like that. But and he's like, and he's like, I'm very sad that neither that you or Barry didn't get to like see that there was life beyond high school. Yeah. But also life behind high, beyond high school also isn't that great. Being an adult sucks. So well, <laughs> yeah, but a different, but it's a different kind of suck. It's a different kind of suck. Now we get to drink alcohol legally. Anyway, yeah. so but and Dirk is like, no, nope, fuck this speech. <laughs> Yeah, he's not he's not feeling it. Um, and uh, he breaks the rope. So Sam shoots him with a shotgun twice. Yeah, and then which, you see, which is not good. He no. shot him at close range with, with a shot with a sawed off shotgun full of rock salt. He probably killed Eddie. Eddie is dead. Eddie is like, if not dead, he is in excruciating excruciating pain. pain. Oh yeah. He's going to need surgery. He needs to be hospitalized. This is bad. He has raw salt embedded in him. Yeah. And so we also see one of the kids on the bus kind of jolt when this happens. So we know that um, the black goo is now coming out of his nose and that Dirk has hopped bodies. Yep. We got another one. All right. So when this happens, Sam gets tackled by that kid. That's one of the jocks from behind. And Dean tries to blast him. But Sam's like, no, you just got to find the fucking hair. So they're searching Eddie's body because Eddie ain't moving. Eddie, Eddie's unconscious. Eddie's dead. And, and then they find this weird fucking clump of hair. This hair did not come from Dirk's head. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, but this is like four inch long, like fake as fuck hair from it looks some, like a, it looks like a like a horse's it's like, was it like corn silk it's what was those corn silk dolls like the really weird dolls from like the 80s that had like well, the get, bad like, fake hair that you could brush it was like that grows longer yeah it was like that but looked like it had been like crimped poorly and then like tied together i'm like the fuck kind of fake it was 
Maybe it was his Dirk's back hair. Oh, <laughs> he was, that's he was like, like maybe like because he had Dirk had shaved his head and he didn't have a beard, so his dad was like, "I want to lock up his hair." That was even less like sense, ass, though. It was very or his sick. ass hair. Like, oh no! Like, it was like just it was just a very a odd boy. Like that is that is just not the type of lock of hair people save. That's all I'm saying. You don't want to lock a, a babe's ass hair to remember him by. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, that's the new Victorian morning trend, all right? So, like, ever the funerary ass pieces, hair. like, it's gonna be ass hair for for the the what do we call this now? The twenty twenties, sure. I guess you know, whatever. The twenties. Uh, oh, that's weird. We're back in. Oh, that's weird. That's so yeah. weird. Uh, I don't okay. like it. I don't like uh, it. And so they light it on fire and then you just imagine how terrible this smells because whether it's real hair or the garbage plastic hair that it looks so, like, it so smells terrible. Hair. Yeah, and this smells awful. Yeah. And there's a big fiery over the top Phoenix looking thing as the spirit leaves. And then the jock comically lands on Sam. Yeah, he collapses on top of him. And Dean but, says, he's given you the full cowgirl. Yeah, so much writing in this episode. All the writing. Yeah. All right, but you know, so we're gonna flash back because we're like we're not again. Done we're not done. We're the not story done. is we have, not we, over. We have not we have not tied everything up in an ass air bow. All right, no. so we're gonna flash back to Dean, and he is making out in a closet, but it's not Carolyn Amanda. No, it's not. Some random it's, brunette. It's some random brunette who is credited as girl making out in closet, which is how nice. she's listed Lucky on her. IMDb. Yeah, good for you. And girl. Amanda, not Amanda, busts them, and he tries to play it off like they're studying. And she's like, she fucking calls him out. So now we know why Dean did not like this school because Amanda, aka Caroline, called him the fuck out in front of everybody. She said, "You he think." Did. She said, you know, I thought under your bad boy, don't give a crap, you know, kind of thing. There was more there, but uh, you want to just pretend you're cool, but really you're just a sad, lonely little kid. And I feel sorry for you. Ooh. Yeah. So this is like, I think, you know, the sad and lonely is Dean's trigger. Just and also like you need help. Right. Mm-hmm. And like you're you're not admitting that you have feelings is just as triggering as calling Sammy a freak. Right. So yeah. it's they're both in that. And then we get I love the actor who plays Dean in this. Just the way he delivers this line. where he's like, I save lines. I'm, I'm a hero. hero. A hero. A hero. And this is a hero. And I just like, oh, I, I get that. It's, well, it's like a music note stuck in my head. Well, that the actor is Brock Kelly, in case you were unsure, playing Teenage Dean, who was uh, best known for his ongoing roles in Days of Our Lives, uh, as well as playing Howie in Pitch Perfect. Yes. So Howie and Pitch Perfect, awesome. But he was also in Days of Our Lives with Jensen Ackles. So they had worked together before this. And I think that's fantastic. Also, we go back to, you can't escape Pitch Perfect. This is now the Pitch Perfect podcast. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) So, um, all right. And And so so, um, as as Dean has, so Dean had gone into the school on this high and then is going out on like getting like, he's just been kind of demeaned and now his cool guy image is lost. On the other side, Sam kind of came in kind of on a low 
and now is walking down the hallway getting high fives and Dean's getting ignored. And they're calling like somebody yells like, Sam the man at him and stuff. Yeah, he's just um, getting fist bumped. He's getting praised. And, and it, the cool it makes now. yeah, and it makes you wonder, like in the multiverse, yeah, Doctor Strange for, for those who put you in the timeline, Doctor Strange's multiverse just came out this weekend. I, of course, have not seen it because mm-hmm. I will wait till it comes into the television, but um, or it magically appears on the television. I don't know how it gets there. Anyhow, um, so he's like in the multiverse though of if they never left, right? Like what if would have happened to Sam like growing up in this environment where he was like loved and supported by like all these kids in school was like a popular kid, like Sam Winchester, what would you have become? We don't know. You know, we just don't know. Uh anyways, but so John calls. But then, of course, now time. John calls and it's time for them to leave. And Dean stoked and Sam is sad. Yep. And so as, you know, they are walking out, Sam looks up at a window and there's Barry. And he waves. And he waves. And it's so sad because Barry got to die the next day. So sad. I want to say, Barry, that little dirty kid, like, oh my God, I want to pick him up and put him in my little pocket. And be like, it's okay, Barry. You want to know something about the actor? Yeah. So Barry is played by Kanan Weeb, who one of his other major roles was playing a newborn vampire in Twilight Eclipse. Vampire time! And so Sam goes to see his former teacher in in the modern time now. Uh, He's using Mr. Wyatt, played by um, uh, Chad uh, Willett, who is... um, he was, an, he was a major character on Big Sky. He was been on like one episode of like fucking everything. But some of the shows that we liked that he was on were like House, Bones, Charmed, X-Files. The other movie is a movie that he was in that like ruined me as a child. And it's the movie Alive. It was Pablo. And Alive is the movie about the plane crash in the... Yeah, yeah, the yeah, and, and then they eat, eat each other. Yeah, yeah. So that movie like fucked me up for years like as a kid by the way I won't, I won't give a long aside but it was like I would be like in a room or if I like didn't have anything to do like it, like you know if I was before phones when you just like have to sit and like entertain yourself with your brain for a minute if I was like in a room with the door closed like say my like the room I'm in now I would have to be like okay if this room was dropped in the middle of the mountains how would I survive what could I use from this room like it fucked me up a little bit like I had to like I had like a weird survivalist thing which is a good thing too in a way but it I'm like oh or it made you adaptive. And that is why you're allowed to be in my zombie apocalypse scene. It's just, it's just, and it's also your your fine your fondness for organization. And you will also take charge. So I don't have to because you know that I will if I have to. And I don't but you want don't want to. to. But I don't want to. I'm just saying that kind of messed me up a, a little bit. It, it, was, it was a distressing movie to see as a child. That's all I'm saying. That could be a stressful movie. But like I said, also, it made you prepared for it made you prepared for 2019. So there we go. All right. So Sam's going to, Sam's to, going to talk to Mr. Wyatt. He's going to get his closure with the teacher. And he thanks Mr. Wyatt for his advice. Um, and the teacher didn't remember him right away, but does about the quote unquote horror story that Sam wrote. Yeah, and, I mean, that might may stick in your head. Like, oh, you have that weird kid that talked about his family, like, jumping off a werewolf head. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah I remember you, kid. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I and, talked about you to my buddies for years. Right. And Sam makes a crack about how it's all been a horror story. But um, he reminds Mr. Wyatt about the advice about how he didn't have to go into his family business and kind of credits him for going to, he credits him for 
say I'm going to college. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, that you took an interest in me when no one else else did. And uh, and he's like, Oh, well, are you happy? And then uh, it just ends. But also, like, don't ever ask anybody that. That is a fucked up question. Like, very what, loaded I mean, question. It's so loaded. Like, no, like I'm a human being. Of course, I'm not fucking happy. I'm a human being. We're yes. not naturally happy things. Like, there's shit going around me. He's like, I don't know. I had like my mom die on the ceiling. My girl died on the ceiling. I got demon blood that is like all coursing through me. I got this bitch Lilith. Like. People keep calling yeah. me a freak and I want to do freaky things, but I don't like being called a freak. So I can't do I freaky things. I get judged. I know the it's last time stressful. that a demon did reverse cowgirl on me. Like there's just so many things. They're just like, no, of course I'm not happy. Like, yeah, Mr. Wyatt and Mr. I'm sure Mr. Wyatt's like, dude, I've been a teacher for over 20 years. I'm fucking miserable. I'm drunk right now. Like, I'm pretty sure that is what Mr. Wyatt would say. I think Mr. Wyatt was very, very Mr. Wyatt's that, like, I gave Dirk happened. his drugs. Like, that's where Dirk uh, got his drugs. <laughs> I'm a pusher. I'm a pusher. pusher. I'm a pusher. And he is like, oh, yeah, like, I was actually with that Asian girl that, like, you oh, were inappropriate. No. <laughs> No, sorry, sorry, tangent. Anyways, yeah. So that's how it ends. Like on this, are you happy, Sam? Well, uh, damn it. Yeah, here we go. That's our episode. Yep. So I, so I honestly, I do like this episode. I think it has enough cheekiness in it to kind of keep me going for a bit. Um, and I love, I love a high school. I do. I love a teen drama. Yeah, no, same here. I watch um, a lot of stuff with that because I enjoy it. Um, I think it's a good teen drama or teen comedy drama, whatever you want to call it. It's always entertaining. Uh, I like the buildup. I love a lot of like the, the, I, I love the cliches. I prefer to have the goddamn cliches. Just saying that's me. But uh, I thought it was, I thought it was well done and some, and some fun elements. But yep. it got real sad at the end. That made me sad. It got real sad at the end. Also, I mean, we're kind of monster of the week. We're kind of not really pushing the, like I said, we're halfway through season four. Right. So, I mean, it's kind of that that midway, I don't know what it's called, the supernatural midway slump, but it's like, yeah. the, okay, like, let's get on to the real meat here. Like, what, let's. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that this forwarded the plot line of the overarching season at all, at all, literally at all. It, no, but it, it, it was fed into development. character's yeah. development. Absolutely. But yeah. it didn't fall. It didn't build anything further into the Lilith, um, whatever seals like that kind of stuff. None of that was really touched on at all, but you learned a little bit more about Sam and Dean, which is probably good. Yep. So that's what I got. All right. Cool. All right. Well, we've talked a long time this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. All right. Cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, so you can always find us at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Thanks. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick production. Meow. Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow.